Hello, it's Rachel here. Welcome to this edition of a Profile of a Leader series. Today, you will hear the story of Ms. Nicole Dela Cruz, as told by her, straight to you. Nicole is an ultrasound technologist supervisor who oversees a robust section within a large level two trauma hospital. Nicole manages 10 ultrasound technologists with a 24-7 operations tempo, and she and her team service anywhere between 5 to 10 patients per day. We enjoyed hearing Nicole tell her leadership story, and we believe you will too. And with that, welcome to the Introspective Leader Podcast. Hey you, before we get back to the show, just a quick reminder, if you're enjoying it, give us that five-star review and share it with at least one other person who you think will also enjoy it. That's it. Back to the show. I was born in a chain of islands in the Pacific Ocean called the Northern Mariana Islands on a little island called Saipan and raised on another island called Guam. And I grew up there until I was 17. I came from a pretty humble household. In high school, I was always a a good student. I was kind of an overachiever. I was in National Honor Society and class council from ninth grade all the way up to senior class council vice president and held various positions in, in the clubs that I I was in. Thinking back, I'd like to think that I learned a lot about managing within those clubs. The subjects I was interested in was mostly science. Um, I liked the labs. I left at 17 to Seattle to go to college. And the climate in Seattle is very different from a tropical island. So I had to learn how to be on my own without my family. And family was a huge part, a big part of my life. And so I would like to say that for the first year or two, I was probably depressed, but I didn't know it. But I just had to keep going on because of the huge sacrifice that my family had made so that I could get an off-island education, which was important Two families that come from a small island because there are not much opportunities on island for education or learning. There is a University of Guam, but they have a limited amount of offerings. I chose ultrasound because I took a class my senior year in high school on human anatomy and physiology, and I had applied my junior year as an engineer. So my senior year, uh, I was accepted and I was ready to go. But then I did take the class in anatomy and physiology and that literally changed my whole world. I was very interested. I loved the human parts and the test taking. And I knew that it was something that I wanted to do. However, I didn't want to be a doctor and I didn't want to necessarily be a nurse. So I wanted to be something other in medicine. So uh, Seattle University had an offering for ultrasound, diagnostic ultrasound, and that seemed to fit what my interests were at the time. My first job out of ultrasound school was in Tacoma 
at a hospital called Tacoma General. And uh, it was a short stint there. It was rough, actually. I was a newbie right out of school. And in my field, to be an ultrasound tech, it takes about three to five years to actually be confident and competent in what you're doing because there's so much learning going on. And so many people you have to communicate with and you, you're you with the patient for about 30, 45 minutes to an hour doing an exam on their body parts, like imaging their organs. That was rough. There were some radiologists that were grumpy and, and mean and actually made me cry. I think they maybe were unhappy or they saw, you know, fresh blood and they were like, oh, well, I'm going to question her, you know, and see what she knows and what she doesn't know. And being young and immature at the time, like, I didn't know that part of being in the workplace was also not being perfect. And I had to kind of overcome my emotions and get over things that I thought were personal attacks and just kind of do the job. And what kept me going was, you know, my family sacrificed so much for me to actually do this job. So I didn't want to let them down. And here I am. After my first job at Tacoma General, my husband was in the military, so he was stationed in Hawaii. So I worked for at least a year or two in Honolulu at a small transplant hospital there. That's where I did some heavy ultrasound work, long days, long nights, transplant surgeons breathing down your neck, trying to get answers. I gained a lot of experience at that hospital. Then my husband got deployed. We moved to Guam. I did some outpatient imaging there. And then when he came back, we moved back to Hawaii. I did a short stint at an army hospital there, which led me to JBLM, where I currently work at a hospital. I was a ultrasound tech for about seven years, learning new things. I was really the only one at the time that wanted to learn new things, new procedures. I would volunteer to fill needs where there was a need because some people just didn't want to do certain procedures or uh, they just had no interest. And I would raise my hand and say, you know, pick me boss. And so he was happy to oblige. After seven years, my supervisor left to pursue other opportunities and the team didn't know what to do, kind of put our heads together. And we were wondering like, okay, well, who's, is someone going to come out from outside and fill the position or, you know, would it be better for someone internal to take on that role and lead the team and the ultrasound section into success? We were talking amongst each other, and I had, you know, several of my team members vote of confidence to to be a manager. However, I never thought up until that point about I had no desire to be a manager. I never thought about it because I, I thought I wouldn't be good at it. My perception and the perceptions of what I was given, other people's perceptions of of a manager would be, you know, someone who wants control, someone who wants to lay down the law, be the boss of everybody, leave when they want, come when they want. That was my perception of a manager. But 
when I really thought about my team and about what I love to do about patient care, what it came down to for me was I could help and I could help fill this need. And I know I might know a lot about the technical side of my job, but it's a long road to know the administrative side of of managing. But I was willing to put in the work and hard work is something I'm familiar with. To be honest, the first year or first couple years of managing was a lot rough, was very rough. I like to think I was kind of baptized by fire. We had some, well, a lot of changes. We were not doing 24-7 for the hospital in ultrasound coverage. So I had to transition the team, the current team, to that mindset and mentality and try to win them over as to what we were trying to do. We had some new hires that didn't quite fit. And the whole process of, you know, hiring and firing was completely unknown to me. And and also my superiors. I think a lot of us were, were very good at technical and medical professional aspect of um, what we did. But we were just kind of not thrown into these leadership positions, but we filled these positions and roles. And I think a lot a lot of us didn't know what to do with people who didn't quite fit in terms of performance or new hires that, you know, didn't fit the bill or what we expected from them at the time. So that was a huge learning curve, especially in a unionized environment to read all the regulations and the laws that apply to people. And again, I really wanted to make sure that I operated within those uh, parameters because of, uh, you know, I, I want people to have their rights and I want to treat them well. So that was really important to me. And because of that, you know, I, I spent a lot of time researching and studying and reading uh, regulations and collective bargaining agreements and losing sleep about hurting people's feelings or how to say things or what was said to me or what I should have said, you know. Um, so a lot of practice went on in my brain about what to do. I was sick to my stomach for, I think, the first year until my brain could finally separate the manager from the, who I was as a mom at home. I would say my predominant style as a manager is more of servant leadership type of role. Again, I my perception of managing was, you know, to be the boss and to be in control, but that really wasn't me, which is why I didn't think I could fill a role like this. I didn't have any desire to want to work as a manager. But when I think about people and who I serve and the military population that I serve and having been there as a, a dependent spouse or, you know, having feel for those children whose parents are away and just patients in general who are in need, um, whose health has been on the de- decline, I, I feel for people and I want them to be their best self, including employees. They're the ones that are closest to me. And to help them and inspire them to think about the patients they serve and, you know, love what they do and build them up and develop them into quality technologists so that they can find pathology and diagnose appropriately and accurately. What I like most about managing is kind of being the point person, the go-to person, the knowledgeable person, to be able to 
know things and help fill the needs and the gaps in the department, the roles that are missing, having access to, to things that only people you know, at a manager's levels would have. And then if someone's out, then they could call on me and be like, hey, can you help out? Be like, I would be happy to help out. And that's usually you know, what I say. I don't like making people feel guilty about their needs. So if I can do it, am able to do it, I would love to help out a patient an employee, other managers, even if someone just needs to come and talk and vent or or complain or have conversations, insightful, inspiring conversations about managing or or the mission or vision ahead. What I like least about managing currently is the petty things that happen in the section or the department. I mean, who stole my cheese? You know, she's sitting in my seat. They looked at me the wrong way or they're fighting over exams. So at that level, I just, I don't really have much time to spend trying to put out little fires like that. So I think the most irritable thing for me as a manager is when people don't do simple things correctly, like writing down their initials that is required for documentation or complaining about things that are unreasonable or just super petty that is a personal preference rather than something that would actually help the team or have team concept built into their complaint. The way I deal with these type of situations is first I consider the other person. They're human and they have feelings. So I try to deliver whatever I need to say tactfully, but also sternly and firmly. That way they know that you know, I'm serious about my job, but I'm also here not for an individual, but so that people can work happily in a team environment and a peaceful one, uh, one that fosters peace and unity, cohesiveness. I encourage them, I empower them to kind of speak up for themselves, but also be aware of their delivery of what they need to say. Like I mentioned before, the hiring and firing aspect of the job was something I was that was foreign to me. When we had a particular new hire or a set of a group of hires, I mean, I really had to lean on counsel. And honestly, no one gave me a handbook to navigate when I first became a manager. So I think my biggest mistake back then was making rash decisions and not seeking counsel before those decisions were made, especially as a new manager. And just kind of staying in my core group of leaders when we were, it was kind of like the blind leading the blind because we were all new leaders. So we needed help navigating the legal aspect of what we were trying to do or some decisions that needed to be made. My, my suggestion would be to any managers out there is do your research, seek advice and counsel and just ask experienced leaders and managers what to do in certain situations and know what your resources are as a manager. Some of the steps I've taken to develop my management or leadership skills were books initially. I tried to grab not every leadership book that was on the shelf, but 
good ones, you know, how to manage people the right way or, you know, just kind of generic titles. Courses I took were from the actual hospital. One was called Crucial Conversations, which brought so much self-awareness to me. And that was actually uh, very transformative for me as a person in my personal and professional life. To just know that you shouldn't really believe your, the stories you tell yourself. You have to consider the factual events that happened and objectively look at things instead of subjectively. Another core, good course was um, the Arbinger series of books. I believe I just, I read the Leadership and Self-Deception in its entirety. And then the other books I haven't read yet. Those two books and series and courses that I took from the hospital itself really changed the way I looked at people per se and helped me become a better leader and manager. Some of the other books I read outside of that were books by, uh, or TED Talks by Simon Sinek or John Maxwell books like Jumpstart Your Thinking, Jumpstart Your Leadership, The Way of the Shepherd. <laughs> Anything that would satisfy my leadership style and how I wanted to lead in terms of servant leadership and taking on that role and caring for people, not just the patients that we serve, but also the employee and making them feel valued and important and hearing out their thoughts and listening to their concerns, being available, having an open mind. Because I always tell them, you can't give it and not take it. So the the door swings both ways. Like I, I desperately ask people to please tell me if I need to, if you feel like I need to improve on anything, because I want to know, because that, that will help me become better and vice versa. I will, I will also do that for you, but, but not in a malicious negative way, but so that you can develop as a person, like personally and professionally, because I want your your whole self to succeed. There's two reasons why you would open up your mouth and say something is because you want to just kind of talk about other people or you want to help them improve as a person. So my goal and my motive is to help them improve. And if they're imaging the gallbladder the wrong way, then why don't you talk to them and just be like, hey, you know, I saw I was just looking through your exam and I noticed that you do it differently from where we do, like, why do you do that? Or, you know, doctor so-and-so wants us to do it this way so that that way they can be a successful tech. When I think about leadership versus management, to be a successful manager, uh, you have to incorporate some of the leadership qualities, if not all. Um, You have to want to improve yourself. You have to want to be better and you have to care for people as far as managing and checking the boxes that is a must like that's like your basics like you have to like approve time cards you have to make sure operations run smoothly when you transform from a just a manager to a leader I think is where you actually want to inspire your people and motivate them towards the success not only of themselves but also of the team and the people that they serve so I think they can exist in and of themselves but I believe and I I believe they exist better together 
My future professional goals is kind of up in the air. I keep going back and forth with this, but I'm in a kind of hybrid position right now where I do both technical and administrative work. So I kind of like that because I can help on both fronts. I have sought out and pursued other job opportunities with just focusing on the technical aspect and the medical aspect of, of you know, who I am. And then I've also entertained ideas about just going straight into administration because I think that I could be successful at that as well. Um, the hard thing about what I do now is... I'm pulled in both directions because I'm a clinical supervisor. I have to attend to the needs of the clinic and the front line, which I don't mind doing, but it's just hard when you're also responsible for the administrative portion of the job as well, which can include a lot. Thank you to Nicole for joining us. We greatly appreciate the time she took away from her busy life as a professional and as a mother to spend a little of it with us. And just as a reminder to all you loyal listeners out there, if you're enjoying what you're hearing, please just take a few minutes from your busy day and give us a five-star review on your favorite podcast app. And of course, do not forget to tell at least one other person about our podcast. And with that, and until next time, take care and thank you as always for listening in.